This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 170, Surrender. Recording for Surrender started in July 1976 and was finished for the September 11, 2006 release of the remastered special edition of ELO's 1976 album, A New Word Record. On September 4, 2006, a 7-inch, one-sided promotional single was released to radio stations on blue vinyl. The only single released to the public was as a digital download. Saarbrücken, Germany radio station SR1 named the song as Hit of the Year 2006. Music Man wrote in the October 6th, 2006 issue of Blog Critics, Surrender is a great tune. It sounds good enough to be a hit single today. On February 16th, 2007, Rob Horning wrote at popmatters.com, Surrender an undistinguished outtake. In August 2015, John Vanderkees wrote in Jeff Lynne Electric Light Orchestra before and after. With the reissue of a new world record came an uncharacteristically northern soul-sounding gem, Surrender, which appeared briefly in the lower end of the singles chart on download sales in 2006. Surrender! In the minute you surrender, they infiltrate and crawl into your perimeter. Frank, there are ladies here. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. And here we have ELO covering Cheap Trick, who Cheap Trick covered ELO by covering the move, and it all comes full circle. Well, unfortunately, it's not ELO covering Cheap Trick. It's another song called Surrender. But I'm not going to say too unfortunate, since this one is pretty good. It's 2006 when this came out. It's been 19 years since Cloud9, and Jeff Lynn is still regurgitating that Cloud9 kind of sound. It's got your Jeff Lynn sounding drums. It's got the horns in here that are Cloud9 y. Although, I think when I listen with my headphones on and listen closely, I think they're synthesized saxophones. So it's sort of more the same. However, here it works. It works really well. I mean, Jeff's drumming, from although from things that I've read, this was, you know, I don't know how much of this is actually from the 1976 recording. I'm going to say none of it, because none of it sounds 1976-y. This does not sound like Bev Bevan's drumming. This sounds straight up like Jeff Lynn's drumming. Fortunately, it's not his plotting drumming. There's actually some life to it. It's a lively shuffle, kind of like the, what was used for uh, End of the Line. Well, right. Every day is day. 
I don't know if maybe Bevan did drumming on the original and Jeff is copying what Bev did. So that made it more lively. I love the guitar solo. I mean, it doesn't even take a break before it just goes right into that solo, which keeps the whole thing going. It's a lively, bouncy song, and I really, really like it. It was a nice surprise for a 20-06 version of an abandoned ELO song at a time when Jeff Lynne was still just going through the Cloud Nine Armchair Theater Wilbury's Volume 3 motions. Bouncy is exactly how I would describe this. Yeah. Nice and quick, and I guess there might not have been a whole lot of the original recording because he just did a copy and paste of the first verse into the third. Yeah. Just control C, control V, we're done. Kind of like strange magic, but (laughs) sometimes when you do that, it works. Yes, it does. And it actually sounds pretty good. I mean, it doesn't sound 76. It sounds more like 86. I don't know exactly how much work was done on it, and probably if we got the original version, it'd be another one of those where it's 30 seconds of him singing into his tape recorder, and that was probably about all there was. So it's probably largely a 2006 song. Just sounds better than most of the stuff that he was doing, especially since he was, at the time, This was this before or after he had done... Mr. Blue Sky, the very best of ELO. I think this is before. This is before. Yeah, because I'm finding that thing in the record store brand new still. They're trying to get rid of it. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I think that came out in 2012. Yeah, I find that in the new album all the time. I'm sure you do. (laughs) What I'd like to find is, I guess this was a blue vinyl single that this was released on in 2006. That I could definitely use. So this... This wasn't just one of those, hey, here's a bonus track, have fun with it. This was actually released as a single. Yes, promo single was the blue vinyl, and yeah, I'd kill to have that, and released to the rest of the world as a digital download. And it charted on digital charts. From what song facts I found, it charted low on the digital charts, but it charted. Unfortunately, it did not erase the stain of new metal and pop rap and <laughs> auto-tune and everything else that was happening around the same time that made the 2000s the worst decade for music ever. I still say that convincingly because I even think when Og started beating on a rock <laughs> with Fog, that was probably better music than most of what came out in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. And also at this time, ELO was still... The ship was still sputtering, floating around in space. Although soon, things would change. And it's at the tail end of the song, before and during the fade-out, there's a harpsichord in there. Buried in a mix, there's a harpsichord. I don't think there's ever been a harpsichord used in an ELO song. I don't know if Jeff Lynne's ever used a harpsichord. This could be the first time that's happened. Of course, I haven't listened to much Idol Race. There have been the time that there would have been harpsichords, yes. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> my knowledge of the Move discography is spotty, so I can see the Move using harpsichord, but since the 60s, I've never heard a harpsichord. If It's either a harpsichord or a very jangly piano, but to me it sounds like a harpsichord. And you know what? Could use more harpsichord, at least something different in Jeff Lynne ELO songs besides guitar, bass, drums, singing. Do you know if Tandy had any 
playing on this at all? I don't know. I didn't. I mean, the, the Jefflin database, what it showed was who played on it was all the original members of ELO. Maybe in 1976? I don't know about this 20-06 version. I don't know who played on it, judging by how Jeff Lynne has made music in all of the 21st century of his own music. It's pretty much just all been him, and maybe a guest once in a while. So that's why I'm thinking, I think this is all Jeff. I mean, I could see that. He plays piano and keyboards too. Is, is there really that much of a difference between harpsichord and piano? If you know how to play one, I believe you know how to play the other. There is definitely a difference between the two, but... Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, if you know how to play one, you pretty much know the basics of the other, I would say. That's what I would think. I mean, it's an instrument with keys on it that are attached to the strings. It's just that the strings make a different sound when the hammers bang on them. Um, with a harpsichord, uh, I believe they're plucked rather than banged. Oh, that's why there's a difference. They have little hooks on the on the arms. I forget what their technical term is. Mm-hmm. But they have hooks on it where it plucks the string like a harp. Okay. Even though I know piano is basically a harp turned on its side, put into a box, and you bang on the strings rather than... Uh, Pluck them. But yeah. that's why, piece of trivia here, piano is a percussion instrument. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We all learned yeah. something. No, that's where the difference in sound comes from. We'll have to consult with Lurch for the details on the harpsichord. You right. Got something to say about surrender? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Well, hello, the doctor is in. Hi, this is Troy with my thoughts on Surrender. I first heard this song when I bought the special edition CD of a New World Record back in 2007. I liked it. I mean, it's kind of a nice sort of rockabilly-infused number. I love the guitar riff that recurs throughout the song, and I love Jeff's vocal, little bit of echo effect there. And I really love the part in the middle where it kind of breaks down. Jeff puts a different guitar riff in there. And then the horns come in when the main riff starts again. So I really love that. That was a bit of a surprise. But I do think it's B-side material. Good to great B-side material, but B-side material all the same. I don't think it's strong enough to be a single. And as for albums, it would not have fit on a new world record at all. It just would not have fit among the grandeur and beauty of that album. It might have been a good fit on side two of Out of the Blue, where they kind of did a hodgepodge side of different songs that aren't really related to each other. But I was thinking when I was listening to it again, I think it would have been a great fit for Balance of Power. In fact, I think it's better than several of the songs on Balance of Power. And if Jeff would have, say, removed Sorrow About to Fall or Without Someone from Balance of Power and put this on there, I wouldn't have minded. So it looks like Jeff's looking a little bit ahead into the future of where he planned to take his music, even at the height of ELO success. 
Well, I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? Today I listened to Surrender. And I liked that song. Wow, she liked it. Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 171, The Quick and the Death.